Good to have the Cox family with us. Amen. It's good to have little foots running through the house. Amen. Minds me so much my grandkids when they were there. Amen. It is so good to have them. Amen. Yeah, I really, truly appreciate Brother Cox. He's also practicing in the Minnesota district as well. Amen. And so we're excited, amen, to be on the same team serving the Lord with you. Amen. So, Brother Cox, come and take your liberty in the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't we clap our hands unto the Lord and give the Lord a shout of praise. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. What a marvelous thing it is to be in the house of God. Amen. To know that you are in a place that is dedicated, consecrated, committed completely. Amen. To the glory of God. We spend a lot of our days and hours in environments that are not so. But it's a good thing. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. I love being in the house of the Lord. Amen. My my uh, grandmother on my dad's side was the first one to get into service and into church, I should say. And and uh, her uh, her husband wasn't in church yet. And my dad and all of his brothers were kind of teenagers. And so uh, that my dad says that when he was a kid, he had a drug problem. Uh, his mom drug him to church on Sunday, drug him to church on Wednesday, drug him to church on the revival. Amen. I'm glad she did. Amen. That's why I'm here today. Amen. It's because she did. And I appreciate that. Amen. It's been a blessing to be here already. And, uh, amen. Pastor Parker and his wife have just been so, uh, wonderfully kind to us and uh, just enjoying thoroughly being with them in their home and, and, uh, and just getting to know you fine people. Glad to be able to meet some of you. Amen. I like to meet people in worship. Amen. That's always a good environment. I love the fact that I can walk in any apostolic church, begin to worship and praise the Lord and feel a unity of spirit. Amen. A connection. Amen. Something that is true and universal. That is the power. Hallelujah. Of Jesus name. Oh, hallelujah. That we've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the spirit. We've all went down in the watery graves of baptism and come up in the newness of light. We've been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues. We're walking in holiness and we're seeking a, we're seeking a day that's going to come. Hallelujah. Where we're going to see Jesus face to face. I don't know about you, but I, I like life. I like living. I enjoy all the things that God created, but I'm looking for a heavenly home. Hallelujah. I'm looking for a day. I'm looking for a city. Oh, hallelujah, whose builder and maker is God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. 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 And I look forward, I look forward to that day. Amen. I'll take my last breath of this air and my first breath of that celestial air and make my way down that street of gold to where my king, amen, and my savior Amen. Awaits. I want to join in the throng. I want to get with those that are around the throne, even right now. Do we understand even right now? 
Amen. There is a great multitude, an innumerable multitude, a host beyond measure that is gathered around the throne in heaven, and they're crying, Holy, hallelujah, holy unto thee, O God. You're the only one worthy of the glory and the honor and the power forever. Sometimes I like to just transport myself there a little bit and, and join forces with them. Why don't we lift our hands right now and just let the Lord know you're holy, Lord God. Holy is the Lord our God. Worthy of the honor and the glory and the power. Hallelujah. Under thee alone, Lord God. You alone are worthy of the praise and the adoration. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. We worship you, Jesus. Oh, bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. 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 But until that day comes, we have a life that we are living here. We've got these bodies that we're in. <laughs> Amen. We've got this world. We've got this environment. And I want to take just a few minutes here today to remind us of something very simple. Amen. That constant conquers common. Everybody say constant conquers common. Amen. Give three people a high five. Tell them they look real good in the house of the Lord. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. There are 34 verses found in the middle of the book, the book of Luke, the eighth chapter. Four very different miracles occur in what seems to be hopeless situations. 34 verses that describe a radical change in the lives of those that are involved in the happenings. And in these 34 verses, and in these four very different miracles, there are two elements present in all four of them. Oh, hallelujah. There is a common, and there is a constant. Fear among those involved in what seems to be a hopeless situation and the call of fear not by Jesus who is present to deliver them. So today we come into this place on this Saturday afternoon to encounter Jesus Christ. We've come in here today carrying no doubt with us that the things of life, burdens perhaps and cares and concerns of life. There is no doubt maybe people here today that have sickness in their body are dealing with situations in their homes or their families, their marriages or their jobs, that they could use an encounter with Jesus Christ today. Amen. They could use an encounter with Jesus that he might be able to speak over them and he might be able to heal them, to touch them, deliver them. I wonder today if anybody showed up to encounter Jesus Christ today. 
I wonder if that's why we're not all here today. I'm thankful that you're here, and I'm glad that I'm here. But most of all, I'm thankful that Jesus Christ, hallelujah, Jesus Christ is in the house of the Lord today because two or three have gathered together in his name, and there he is right in the middle of them, and he is still as close as the mention of that name. And I don't go to church to meet everybody else, but I go to church to encounter Jesus because I need Jesus, because I need him to touch me. I need him to help me. I need him to deliver me. I need him to provide for me. I need him to heal my body. I need Jesus. Oh, if you believe that and that's true, would you clap your hands under the Lord? Amen. Once in a while at our church, we have what we call hope services. We call them hope services, and we kind of made a little thing with the word hope. It's helping others pray effectively. And we, 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 we really push it in our community and on social media and asking people, if you know anybody who's sick, if you know anybody who's in bondage, anybody who's addicted, anyone who's struggling, anyone who's got uh, pressures in life or difficulties, uh, we want them to come to the house of the Lord because we're going to, we're going to pray together. Hallelujah. We're going to call upon the name of Jesus. And it's not, it's not saying that they can't pray on their own. It's not talking down on their prayer ability, but there is something about getting together with people of faith. Hallelujah. There is something about uniting together in your spirit and calling on the name of Jesus Christ uh, that he is able to come in and he is able to change all things, no matter how hopeless the situation is. It doesn't matter. Hear me, someone today. It doesn't matter how long you've been dealing with it. It doesn't matter how many people you look to for help and they were not able to come through for you today. I'm declaring in this house right now, I'm declaring there is hope, hallelujah, because Jesus is alive, hallelujah. There is an answer because Jesus is alive. You are going to overcome because Jesus is alive. You are going to be steadfast because Jesus is alive. If he wasn't, I wouldn't have anything to say to you today, but I believe and I think you do too that we're in the presence of a risen Savior who is able, hallelujah, to do exceedingly and abundantly above what we could ever ask or think. Great is the Lord to meet us here today. Clap your hands under the Lord, somebody. If you believe in an ever-present God, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Jesus, in these four stories, 34 verses, Jesus is the constant. He's the constant. It doesn't matter what the situation is. You and I need a constant in our lives. Somebody say amen. We need a constant in our lives. In in science, they call it the constant variable, or it's the control variable. It's the one thing that you do not change during the experiment. Something has to stay exactly the same so that you can see how it affects everything else around it. All of the other elements involved may change and be different from each other, but not the constant. The constant must remain the same. Hebrews tells us that Jesus Christ, Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So as we look at these hopeless situations that are miraculously resolved, I want us to remind ourselves that since Jesus did it for them, then he can do it for us. Oh, hallelujah. How many know that's one of the biggest points of the whole Bible? 
is to constantly remind us of what Jesus has done. And then he tells us that Jesus doesn't ever change and that he's forever the same. So if he did it for them, he can do it for me. Oh, hallelujah. If he did it for them, he can do it for me. The psalmist said in the 46th Psalm, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help. Hallelujah. In trouble. And that song goes on to say in verse 2, Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Hallelujah. I'm not going to be afraid. And it was a song that they would sing to remind themselves, I'm not going to be afraid. I don't care what happens because I've got a refuge and I've got a strength and I've got a very present help in trouble. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody said, praise the Lord. It's a very powerful revelation that we need in our lives. we got to get to a place before we can move forward in faith, before we can see the miraculous. We have got to get to a place where we know and we declare we will not fear. Oh, hallelujah. We will not fear. Praise God. They were, they were able to sing this song. Because they knew that they had a present help. You may have walked in here today, and I don't know. I don't know what song you may have been singing. Amen. There's a lot of woe is me songs. Amen. There's a lot of pain in my body songs. Amen. There's a lot of frustrations with people in my life songs. Amen. There's a lot of they were supposed to come today and they didn't show up songs. Amen. Right? Amen. There's a lot of songs that we could be singing, but no matter what those are, if we can get a brand new song in our heart, hallelujah, and just remind ourselves, God is my refuge and my strength. God is my very present help in time of trouble. That doesn't have anything to do with anybody else. Oh, hallelujah, that doesn't have anything to do with who showed up and who didn't show up. doesn't have anything to do with who called this week or what they said or how it went at work. It doesn't have anything to do with how I feel in my body or how I feel. Amen. It just has everything to do with what God is. It's not about what I'm not. It's about what God is. Hallelujah. It's about what God is. Yes. So these four seemingly disconnected miracle stories all involve fear. Every one of them involves fear. But we understand that, don't we? We get that. Our humanity can read these stories and understand the fear. It makes sense to us. The disciples are on a boat. Jesus is asleep and out of sight. He seems to be unaware of what's going on. In Luke 8, 23 but as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. Now, let's just make it very clear. Understand, this is what this is saying. This is not a massive overreaction on their part. When they go looking for Jesus and they're afraid, this is not a massive overreaction. This is not them just being dramatic. Their lives, the Bible says, were in jeopardy. Everybody see that? They were in jeopardy because boats are specifically designed to keep water on the outside. 
they lose all effectiveness. Hallelujah. When that which is on the outside is now on the inside. And so it's not a, it's not a unnecessary, it's not unnatural for them to be afraid when the Bible says that their boat is filled with water. They're in the midst of the sea. Their boat is filled with water. Everything that is designed that they know how to operate to protect them is not working as it should. Have you ever felt like the pressures of life have gotten too much? You ever feel like sometimes it gets a little overwhelming, like you're losing control over what's going on around you? Like you can't seem to keep it under, you can't keep it down, you can't keep it back, you can't keep it away. You've been trying to hold off, but now it's coming from every side. And you're starting to feel overwhelmed by the pressure. They were afraid. Sure they were. Sure they were afraid. Next they come upon the shore, and a man possessed of devils comes to them. And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils a long time, and wore no clothes, neither abode in any house, but in the tombs. For he had commanded, verses 29 and 30 of chapter 8, he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oftentimes it had caught him, and he was kept bound in chains and fetters, and he broke the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. Amen. Spiritual oppression is a very real thing. Spiritual attacks are a very real thing. Demonic possessions are a very real thing. Amen. The fear associated with that level of spiritual attack and that level of spiritual darkness, the fear that is associated with that is devastating. Amen. To realize you're in the crosshairs of hell. To realize that, 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 that the devil is after you. That, to realize that you're under spiritual attack. And to realize that the enemy is at work in your home, in your life, or with your children, or your grandchildren. It's a, there's a lot of fear associated with that. Because nothing can seem to break the bondage when you see people. And you work with people that are dealing with spiritual attack or demonic possession. It can be a fearful thing because you can't seem to do anything about it. They seem to have no control. It seems like all hope is gone. Later on, we find that they're in a crowd of people and the father comes running to Jesus and his 12-year-old daughter is dying. She is actively dying. She is in the process of death and the despair of that poor father, the seeming helpless feeling that would produce such great fear in that situation. I can't imagine the fear that he must have been feeling right then. I can't imagine the being overwhelmed, feeling hopeless and helpless. He's done everything he can do. He's the father. He's supposed to be the protector. He's supposed to be the one that makes everything all right. This is his baby girl, and he's supposed to be able to help her in her time of need, but he has not been able to stop death from creeping up into her life. And now he is running out of despair trying to find Jesus. And while he pleads for Jesus to come, we are introduced to another woman who has been battling the same sickness for 12 years. No doctors have been able to treat her condition. She is out of money. She's out of places to turn. And her lack of help and her lack of options produces fear in her life. Sure she does. Sure she's afraid. 
Sure she is, because the first day that she felt the pain, the first day that she felt like something was wrong, she just tried to put it out of her mind. But then it started to grow, and it started to become worse. And so eventually uh, uh, she went, or they talked her into going to the doctor. And she went to the doctor, but she thought for sure that I'm not really even a go-to-the-doctor type of person, maybe she thought. But I'll go any bit, because for sure they'll be able to deal with it. But she gets there, and the doctor's not going to be able to do anything about it, so he sends her to the other physician. And she goes to that position. Now there's a little bit more fear than there was before because now she's already met one person that was supposed to be able to help her, but he wasn't able to help her. And so she shows up at the door of another, and the other one looks at her and checks her out, says, I can't do anything for you. All the while, her money in her bank is drawing less and less and less, and nobody's able to help her need, and she's still sick. In fact, she's sicker today than she was yesterday, and things are progressively getting worse, and there's a fear that is so itself with that. Oh, hallelujah. Sure, there is a fear. We're talking about our bodies. We're talking about how we feel. We're talking about our ability to survive in this life. And here she is sick and can't seem to find any hope. And all of this, every single one of these stories makes sense to us. Oh, hallelujah. We understand them. I've never been in a boat uh, that was uh, sinking to the point to where I was uh, scared for my life. Uh, I've been in a few leaky canoes once in a while. I didn't love that situation, but uh, but I, I've never been in a storm in the midst of a sea uh, when the boat was filling up. Hallelujah. I've never been there, and we don't have to be there. That's the thing about these stories. That's the reason why they're in the Bible is because uh, as humanity, we can relate uh, and we can understand. Uh, yeah, that would be a fearful thing. Yes, I would be uh, scared. Uh, yes, I wouldn't know what to do uh, because it's out of my hands out of my hands. We get it. We don't look down on them. We've all at some point, and perhaps even today, can find ourselves in seemingly hopeless situations that cause fear in our lives. When the, when the boss man calls you in and says that we no longer have a place for you here, that's fear. That's fear. When you hear, when you hear the scream of your child from the backyard and something's broken, something's not right, that's fear. When you're looking at your bank account and you're looking at your bills and those two things don't add up, there's fear. When you're feeling pain in your body and you don't know what it is and you're not sure you want to find out, it's fear. When you see someone you love going through something you have no control over. Battling with things that if you could change it, you would change it. But you can't do anything about it. It's fear. We've all had these. Because in humanity, this is a common thing. Hallelujah. I pastor long enough to know that it's just the apostolics are not somehow uh, released from this. I, I don't want to play games today, all right? I don't want to pretend like, like because we're filled with the Holy Ghost that we don't get sick. 
I don't want to pretend like because because we've been baptized in Jesus' name that we don't get laid off from our job. I don't want to pretend like because we because we got a relationship with the Lord that that our kids don't mess up or our grandkids don't get messed up and addicted to this and struggling with that. We know that's not real. We know that the reality is that life is happening all the time. We're still here. This is not heaven. I'm not arrived yet. I'm still dealing with this body. I'm still dealing with this earth. I'm still dealing, hallelujah, with the devil and all of his minions and all of his attacks and all of his nonsense. It's all going on all the time. It is a very common thing to deal with fear in life. We all have it. We should not pretend like we don't. But let us not forget in the midst of the fear that is very common that we got something else that is constant and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. We got a healer. We got a deliverer. We got a problem solver. We got a chain breaker. We got a God that comes through in the time of need and he calls us to fear not. Why don't I have to fear? Because I have a constant in my life. And constant conquers common. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fear is common, but Jesus is constant. He's an ever-present help. Hallelujah. Fear is a part of life, but he's an ever-present help. Fear is something we're going to battle no matter what, but he's an ever-present help calling us fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. They've got something today. You've got something that all humanity doesn't have. You've got something that all this world is not aware of. You've got an answer when the ship is sinking. You've got an answer when the child is sick. You've got an answer when the devil is attacking you got an answer when your body uh, is breaking down. They don't know who they're calling on, but I know who I'm calling on. It's the constant, Jesus Christ. Clap your hands under the Lord, everybody. And so he speaks to the stormy sea. They came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. He arose and rebuked the wind and raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. Ha! I bet that felt good. <laughs> I bet that felt good. I, I guess it doesn't say that he told the water it had to leave the boat, so once the calm happened, I guess they had to start throwing the water out that had gotten in, but I, I bet there was a relief. Oh, I've come to offer somebody some relief today. I'm telling you, I've been sent here by God to tell somebody there's relief for you in your situation. I've come to tell somebody you don't have to live in that, that thing constantly. It doesn't have to be that way. Not one more second, not one more day in the authority of the Holy Ghost, in the power of Jesus. There's relief because he's about to step out on the situation and he's going to say, peace, be still. He speaks to the wind and the wave, just like he speaks to the man possessed of demons. Mark records it in 5 and 8. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. Luke says it like this in verse 39. Return to thine own house, he says to him, and show how great things God hath done unto thee. And he went his way and published throughout the whole city how great 
things Jesus had done unto him. I've come to tell somebody in the house of the Lord today, you're about to walk out of this place with a new testimony. You're about to walk out of here able to say, let me tell you what Jesus has done for me today. i got to tell somebody. i got to share. i got to call. i got to text. i got to tell them what Jesus has done for me today. Oh, if you want that, clap your hands under the Lord. Hallelujah. The lady with the 12 years sickness reaches out and touches Jesus. Jesus says, somebody has touched me, for I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. And he said unto her, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go, look at now, look now, go in. Peace. <laughs> Fear not. You don't have to be afraid anymore because you expressed some faith in the constant. Because you took some action to get to the constant. Here in just a little bit, hey man, we're going to open up these altars and I'm, I'm asking everybody in the place, whether it's you or someone you love that needs this Jesus, hallelujah, to be the constant in your life. I'm going to ask us to come up here. We're going to call upon the name of Jesus. Amen. And we're going to pray with authority and boldness and power and we're going to believe, hallelujah, that when it's over, we're going to be able to walk out of here with peace. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Peace that passes understanding. Peace that nobody can figure out. I don't know about you, but I've discovered that one of the greatest things about living for God is that I can have peace. We got a world and a society that is struggling for peace, looking for peace, longing for peace, searching for peace, but they're looking in all the wrong places. I'm glad I know Jesus. I'm glad I know the constant. I'm glad I know the one who can speak peace. Clap your hands under the Lord and love him for a second. Go ahead and love the Lord for a little bit. Come on, let's love the Lord a little bit. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Everybody said praise the Lord. Now, he looks at the Father. Overcome with fear and despair, hopelessness. He looks at this, this father. Jesus heard him. He heard the man cry out, my daughter's dying. Jesus, I've done everything. I've tried everything. I've come to the end of myself and I'm in despair and I'm full of fear because because I'm supposed to be able to do something about this. I'm supposed to be able to protect her. I'm supposed to be able to keep her. I'm supposed to be able to help her and provide for her. And now she's dying, Jesus. I need your help. And Jesus heard it. He answered him saying, fear not. Oh, those are some great words. When they come from the constant. Those words are full Full of power and authority when they come from the constant. Hey man, a lot of people could tell me, oh, you don't need to be afraid. You got nothing to be afraid of. A lot of people could say that it wouldn't make any difference whatsoever. But when Jesus says it, when the constant says it, 
When the one who knows my ending from my beginning says it. When the one who can see the whole picture says, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. And he, the Bible says, took her by the hand. When he got to the daughter, he took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she arose straightway. Don't be afraid. But she's dying right now. Don't be afraid. But when I left the house, she was almost gone. And now, and now you're, you're, you've delayed and I, I don't think we're going to get there. Don't be afraid. She's dead now. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Because you're dealing with the constant. The variables can all change. I said the variables can all change. I've preached four little stories and a handful of verses at Luke. And maybe none of them spoke directly, specifically to your situation. But that's all right. Because the variables can all change. It doesn't matter what it is in your life or how it's different stories we've just heard. There is a constant. You're the variable. I'm the variable. Our situations are the variables. The things we fear are the variables. But we've got a constant. We go through very common things. I've come to tell I want to remind somebody today. You're not the first one to go through what you're going through. Oh, hallelujah. I'm just going to stay there for a little bit. Yes. I, I said, you're not the first one to go through what you're going through. Hallelujah. You're not the first one to deal with what you're dealing with. You're not the first one to battle what you're battling. Hey, Amen. You may be under attack, spiritual attack, but the devil don't have that many weapons of warfare. He's been doing the same thing since the beginning of time, and people have been fighting it from the beginning. You may be having sickness, and maybe it's unique to you, but there's somebody else that's had that sickness. You may have pain, but somebody else has got pain. You may have financial struggle, family struggle, mental things going on, emotional stresses, anxieties, or depressions. But there's always been, and there will always be, that will be common to humanity. But what you do have, hallelujah, is Jesus Christ. He's the constant that always conquers the common. Stand your feet and clap your hands under the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. It is common within the confines of our humanity to feel hopeless and to feel fear. But thank God, constant. Conquers common. Oh, hallelujah. There's nothing wrong with you. You just need the constant. Oh, hallelujah. It's not over yet. The constant just needs to speak. The story hasn't been finished until the constant speaks. Oh, hallelujah. Lift your hands and begin to talk to the Lord. I want you to pray now. Come on, I want you to pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let thy will be done, come. In the name of Jesus. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 